Welcome to the Desert Life Church podcast. We're so excited that you tuned in to hear our weekend message. From wherever you're listening from, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Tonight is Sunday night, and it's so great and that we get to come around the word. Some Sunday nights, we, you know, we're still learning. This is only our second Sunday night service together. Um, and we're going to have some Sunday nights where we just spend time in worship, which is so great, isn't it, that we can have time just in praise and in worship together. We're going to have some nights where we just have more focus and intention around the Word of God. We're going to have some Sunday nights like tonight where it's a bit of both. We're going to have nights where there's just one speaker, and tonight that's me. Yay! <laughs> And we have other nights where we're going to have a panel and you're going to hear from all kinds of different people. So we're going to be mixing it up. And it's so great that you've chosen to spend part of your weekend here with us as we explore the new realm of what our Sunday nights is. And it's so great. Thank you so much for being here, being part of it, coming into the presence of God. It's good. So I want to talk tonight about something that I've been thinking about for a little while. So basically tonight you're just getting my thoughts as I've been having them for the last few weeks about this thing about intention and about being intentional. Um, Excuse me a second. You know, a few weeks ago a friend of mine asked me, so Mez, what do you like to do for fun? And I was like, well, I like walking, I like talking, I like going for hikes, just easy ones. James will laugh at that one. But I like hiking just like day hikes where it's flat ground. <laughs> and I like, I don't mind overnights as long as he carries everything, which is fine. <laughs> so I like hiking, I like exploring, I love traveling, I like doing, you know, new things, seeing new places. I like coffee, I like avoiding cooking as much as possible. I like eating chocolate and replacing chocolate as a meal. And there's all kinds of things that you, that takes time and energy actually, so it's good. I love reading books. And uh, actually the reason I'm thinking about this is I love reading books and I can't remember the last time I actually read a novel. Who loves reading a novel? Who loves just getting into the zone of a story and then just like getting getting forgotten. Hands up the nerds in the house. I'm one of you. I'm proud. I'm proud. Good. I'm not alone. <laughs> I love, you know, when I was at school, who remembers those amazing five or six week holidays that you used to get <laughs> as a student? How amazing was that? And all you teachers, you still get them. But I remember one summer holidays, I had a 12 book series and they were like thick books and they had little words so they were like massive and I was so excited and I was so engaged look I've got a smiling face at the back thank you I know you're proud of me and I, as, a, as a kid I just loved these books were amazing and these this one school summer holiday I would just read I would get up in the morning and I'd be reading and then I'd wait as long as possible before I had to go to sleep and then I'd get up and I'd just keep reading and I was just I just love reading And uh, I remember, you know, as my friend asked me, what do I like to do for fun? And reflecting on the fact it's been a while since I've read a book. And I was just thinking how busy or how full our lives get. I think there's so much in today's world, so much in our society that we think about and there's so much that we do. You know, we have busy schedules, we work, we have meetings, we have people to have fun with, we have gym or we talk about it at least. (laughs) We have sleep, we have cleaning and cleaning seems to be endless 
endless tidying, endless cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. We have cooking, although for me, not always. We have shopping, we have sport. Some of you wonderful people keep children alive, which is amazing, and you guys are just amazing at that. I think you guys are great. We have gardens, we have pools, we have just maintenance. Life is full. We have busy schedules. And so it's hard sometimes to think, how do I choose what I do with my time? How do I choose to do everything that I'm being told I really need to do? I need to eat healthy. I need to have fun. I need to go to work, but I need to relax. I need to go on holidays, but I need to strive and be the best I can and have a successful career. I need to have time with family. I need to have time with friends, but I'm supposed to have time with myself. How do we do it all? So our lives are full. And then I was been thinking about, it's not just our lives that are full, but our minds are so full. We just think all the time. We are always thinking about new thoughts. It says, actually, I was reading online, 50,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day we have. That's a lot of thoughts. I know you're thinking about that right now. That's another one. <laughs> and so our thoughts, the crazy thing about our thoughts is they impact our life in a major way. They decide for us how we spend our time, how we make up the rest of our life. Our time choices are based on what we think about and what we prioritise. This amazing Dr. Dr. Carolyn Leaf is a cognitive neuroscientist, and she has heaps of studies on the brain and on the mind, and her research and studies reveal the huge connection between our thought life and the physical world around us. And she says our thoughts impact our feelings, they impact our emotions, they impact our decisions, they impact our actions, our behaviour, and they impact our responses to things that happen to us as well. She says, whatever you think about, you will actually create in your life. So what we focus on, what we dwell on, actually starts to impact our world in a major way. So for example, what you think about impacts your mood. Now I know this personally, James knows it as well, but mainly because of the way that my thoughts impact me in a negative way and he sees me spiral. I can. Just, I don't know if I'm the only one, but sometimes you have a thought. It could be a stress. It could be a worry. It could be something that hasn't happened yet, but you think it's a possibility, and then you dwell on it. I choose sometimes to dwell on it, and I think about all the things, the consequences of that possibility, and then I start to worry, and then I start to think about all the things that might possibly happen but probably won't, and I can spiral. Is anyone else with me with that? Like We can spiral so down. I don't know. Harry Potter can't find us down in that dungeon. But you know, that's our, that's our choice. That's a thought that I've had that I choose to dwell on and it takes me somewhere that I don't want to go. Dr. Carolyn Leaf says, your superpower is your ability to think. So all you Marvel fans, you can come next week with your capes. No lycra, please. Um, but we all have a superpower. And she says, it's your ability to think. We must therefore learn to use this power wisely. You know, and none of our, you know, the great thing about the Bible is that it says there's nothing new under the sun, and the Bible has all the wisdom in the world that we're still learning today. And I love in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, the writer of Proverbs already tells us what the scientists and the neuroscientists are learning right now. Because the, uh, the writer of Proverbs says, Above all else, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. Or another version, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. That's a lot of things. 
to a lot of things. It also says in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. That's powerful. As I think about myself, who I am, as I think with the, how confident I feel about myself, how I believe God sees me, how I think about myself in my heart, which is our mind, our emotions, so it is. What I think becomes my reality in my thought, my behaviour and my action. So it really shows us that we really need to be intentional, not only about the choices about what we make and what we do with our time and the actions and the decisions we make in our day-to-day, but actually we have to be really careful and really choosy about what we think about. I like the idea of we have to mind our minds. mind our minds. It's sort of hard to say, but kind of has a ring to it. You can practice at home in the mirror. Mind your mind. (laughs) So I've just been thinking about all this really lately, so I'm sorry. It's a bit heavy for a Sunday night. (laughs) Anyway, it's cool. Welcome to my brain, which is exciting for you all. (laughs) But I really think it's important for me, and so I thought... I want to share it because I think it's so important that we really consider where are the actions, choices, decisions coming from that we make? And if they're coming from our minds, then how do we how do we mind our mind? How do we be careful? How do we be conscious about the decisions that we make and the things that we think about so that we can live a life that is of abundance and flourishing, which is what we, we want. We want as, as followers of Jesus, we know that he came to give us life and give us life in abundance. But we have to make choices that enable him to help us in that. And so I've been thinking, how do we, how do, we do that? <clears throat> you know, Jesus... He lived an incredible life. You know, I love that Jesus, he didn't just come, you know, we know if if you're a Christian, you know that Jesus came and he died on the cross so that we could have life, so that we could have life in abundance, so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could live an amazing God-filled relationship-filled life with Jesus. And it's incredible. But I love that he didn't just come and then, you know, 3 years later he died on the cross straight away. No, he lived. He lived a life that we could see by example how we can live by this fruit of the Holy Spirit, how we can live in connection with God. So he set us an incredible example about how we can live intentionally with our lives and intentional with the way we think. And there's a cool scripture that I really love that I always think about that I want to share with you tonight. It's in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. And this scripture um, is at the start of Jesus' ministry. So he, he must have been around 30, which is similar to me, pretty much, just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit more, but similar. About 30 years old, he lived his life and he was starting his ministry. And so he went into a temple and he was there with um, all the religious leaders and he got given the scroll, which would be today's Bible, and he read from Isaiah 61. And it says this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. I love this scripture. I find it so encouraging. I think there's so much in here that we can learn about how we can live intentionally. So I just want to unpack it together with us for the last, the few minutes that we have together. The first thing Jesus starts with is the spirit of the Lord is on me. 
Now that, we can live, that we could spend all night just talking about that. That is an amazing truth that we also have. The Holy Spirit is with us. You know, the Holy Spirit was left after Jesus left and ascended to heaven, and it says he is left as our helper. He is our guide. He's our comforter. And he is with us. Jesus knew that God was with him. And that is really, really good news. You know, sometimes this is a truth that I can forget. I don't know about you, but sometimes I wake up in the morning, there's alarm. I know that I've got 20 minutes to get to work. Don't tell Pastor Ben that sometimes I'm in a rush. And so, you know, I don't have time to pick up my Bible, read it, have a coffee, relax and spend time with God. And I've started my day all wrong because I have forgotten. I can go through the whole day thinking, not thinking, the Spirit of God is with me. The Spirit of God is with me. If I was to start every day like that, imagine. If you were to start your day like that, imagine the knowledge that that brings to us. You know, if you just think right now, the Spirit of God is with you. Now, I don't know about you, but I, the peace of God just relaxes me straight away. My shoulders are relaxed. I just know, wow, the Spirit of God is with me. How, does, how much peace does that bring to you? You know, it says in John chapter 14, verse 13, that he gives us his peace. Jesus gives us his peace. And he gave that to us through the Holy Spirit. So when we have the Spirit of the Lord on us, we have the peace of God available to us. We just have to acknowledge it and then receive it. So I love that. The first thing Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. And we know that we can walk in the peace of God. But that's not all that that tells us. When we think about it even more, the Spirit of God is with us. We realize, you know what that means? We're not alone. We're not alone. We're never alone. We're not alone. We're not walking alone. We're not fighting alone. We don't cry alone. We don't struggle alone. We don't live alone. We don't celebrate alone. The presence of God is with us all the time, through every circumstance, through every situation. And that's not all. The power of the Holy Spirit is with us all the time. The power of the Creator, the power of God Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, His His power is with you and I through the Holy Spirit. We can live knowing not only are we not alone, but we are with God. Isn't that an incredible thought that we have the opportunity to live by? It's incredible. And that that's not even it. That's even more. <laughs> because when we think about the fact that the, whole, that the Spirit of the Lord is with us, it means we're equipped. It means that we can do more than what we thought we could because we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We're equipped with strength. We're equipped with wisdom. We have his peace. We have the ability to receive from him knowledge. And we have access to the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. All these things we receive when we receive the Holy Spirit. We have access to these amazing fruits, these amazing gifts that come through our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus starts by saying, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, he says a lot, doesn't he? He's telling us an, an amazing amount. What an amazing gift we have through the Holy Spirit. The second thing that Jesus tells us, 
is that he's anointed. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me. You know, and I think that to me shows that Jesus knew what it meant in his life to have the Holy Spirit with him. And it knew, he knew what it meant to be walking in purpose. He walked with authority and he walked in power. You know, when we know that the Holy Spirit is with us and when we know that we've been anointed by God, don't you just sort of stand with a little bit more like, okay, not only am I standing in peace, but I'm standing confident. I can be confident because I have the Holy Spirit with me. I'm anointed by God. You know, it says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, in him and through faith in Jesus, we can approach God in freedom and in confidence. Isn't that amazing? So we can be bold, we can be confident, we can walk with our shoulders back, with our head held high, because we know that we aren't alone. We know the Spirit of God is with us. We have the power of God with us. We have the ability to receive from Him the fruits of the Spirit. We can walk in love, we can walk in peace, we can walk in joy, we can walk in self-control. Nothing is impossible for us through Christ, who strengthens us, and that's through His Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that's with us and has anointed us with purpose. And that's the, the third thing. The third thing is what the purpose is. And you know, before I say, the, say what he goes on to say, Jesus, it's also the purpose is for us and for our life. It is that we live and walk in freedom. It is that we walk and live in the knowledge of his love for us but it's also for others. He goes on to say this, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, for the Lord has anointed me. Why? To preach good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Jesus came to serve others. He knew that the knowledge and the love that he walked in that he received from God was an amazing gift but he knew it wasn't just for him you know and I think sometimes this can be something that we have to push past a little bit you know sometimes for me I remember I I get stuck at that the spirit of the Lord is on me and I just think wow what a privilege what an amazing gift what an honor isn't that incredible? Look at how God's given me the Holy Spirit to live a life and I need to just try and live like in that freedom and I need to live in that grace and I focus on me living that way. And that's really, it's good. It's good that we focus and intentionally, you know, receive the Holy Spirit. But I can't just stay there. I can't just stay trying to build my my life and then thank God that my life is fun and that I'm living free because it's not just for me. It's not just for me. I'm anointed to preach good news to the poor. I'm anointed to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind. It says that Jesus, he knew to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. What does that mean for us today? It just means that we, we have the knowledge that the Lord's favour is available to everyone. We know that God loves 
the world. He loves your neighbours. He loves your best friends. He loves your family. And we know that, so we just we just share that. That's what it is. That's a good news. Good news to the poor. Good news to someone is that, hey, there's a God that loves you. There's a God who died on the cross for you. There's a God who just loves you so much. He wants to live every day with you through his Holy Spirit. He never wants to leave you alone. He wants to help you in times of struggles. He wants to lift you up when you're burdened. He wants to just encourage you so that you will be the bold, confident person that he's created you to be. He wants to help you every step of the way. That's the God that we serve. And it's not just for me and it's not just for you, but it's for everyone. And so... This scripture is amazing for me because it reminds me that the Spirit of the Lord is on me. And sometimes that can be really what I need to know. Sometimes in struggling, difficult days, difficult seasons, difficult circumstances, the reminder that the Spirit of the Lord is on me is, is just a desperate need. And so I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. And then there are seasons where I need to remember that I'm anointed, that there is a purpose, that God has given me a word, that God has given me something that he wants me to do in and through my life for others. And then I need to remember that that for others is his love, that we share his love with others, that we tell them about how amazing he is. And through that, we see the purpose and the intention that Jesus had. You know, I, I just, I find it encouraging that at the start of Jesus' ministry, he quotes this scripture from Isaiah 61. He knew his purpose right from the beginning and he stuck with it. If you were to read the scripture, if you decide to read Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, you'll then see how Jesus made choices in his life that reflected this purpose, this purpose-driven life that he had, that he was connected to God. He would often spend time away um, in prayer and by himself with God. He would often know who he was in him and he would speak to God and sometimes he had to go back and refresh and then he'd come back again. And then you live, I mean, you see his life and he lived for others. He lived for others. He would sacrificially serve others all throughout his life. And I think it's so helpful when we know that. <laughs> you know, the band can come back and join me on the stage. So what I learned from this scripture and what I hope for us, Desert Life Church, visitors, friends tonight, is that we can be encouraged by this word as we, you know, in the chaos of life, in the challenge of how many things that we have that are fighting for our time, fighting for our attention, fighting for our schedule, where, where do we fit it in? You know, in Gambia, James and I were in Gambia for a couple of years and the culture there is just so different. Like, I'd be at home, busy doing stuff, and then someone would just knock on the door someone like a friend that I didn't speak their language and they didn't speak my language, but we were friends. And then they would visit for two hours. But I didn't know they were coming. And, but they, that was just the culture that, they, that, that, you know, I obviously was going to receive them and then we were going to have a good time, not really talking, but 
doing something. <laughs> but, you know, in our culture at the moment, you know, you go to my house and you haven't told me you're coming, I probably won't be there because I'm busy doing something. I'm in a meeting or I'm at gym because that's a new thing that I'm trying to actually do. Um, you know, and so we're, we're busy. We schedule our lives down to the T. But as we consider how we make those decisions about what we do, I hope that as we look to Jesus as our example, we see his intention behind everything he did. And his intention was to live a life close, connected, thoughtfully engaged in God, knowing who he was in God, knowing who God was to him, knowing the Holy Spirit was with him, working through his life, guiding him, leading him, teaching him. It says that Jesus didn't do anything he didn't see the Father first doing. They were connected. They worked together. And we can do that too through the Holy Spirit with the word as Jesus has left it with us. So I just want to encourage you tonight. You know, maybe you're here tonight and the first thing that I spoke about, about the Spirit of God being with you, Maybe that's something challenging that you're pondering. Like, how does, how do, would God really want to live a life with me? Am I worthy of God being in my heart? Am I worthy of God living life with me? If that's something that you're struggling with, I want to encourage you, you know, Jesus loves us so much that he died on the cross for all of us, regardless of what we have done or will do. He's an amazing, amazing, he is love. It says God is love. And, you know, his, he, him embracing you is about him being love. Doesn't, it, it, it can stretch as far as the east from the west, it says, is his love towards us. You, no one is out of his grasp. We just get to receive the most amazing gift, the most amazing gift of love and grace from our God, our Father, Jesus, who died on the cross for us, but didn't just stay there, rose again. And maybe, so if that's you, I want to just encourage you, you know, at the, at the end of the service, when after we have a time of worship, you're welcome to come down and some of the team, we would love to pray with you about how, about to receive Jesus into your heart. And to start a life, maybe it's for the first time, maybe it's for the first time in a long time, but just receive God, receive the Holy Spirit into your heart. Maybe you're here tonight and you're not so sure about, well, do I have the Holy Spirit? I I think I believe in God, but I don't know if I've got the Holy Spirit. Come down the front and we would love to pray with you as well and talk to you about that. And I want to, you know, just address one more thing too. Maybe you're here tonight and, you know, life is busy and life is full and that's okay. But let me just challenge you a little bit with the thing that Jesus said about he's anointed for a purpose and that purpose goes beyond ourselves. It goes to others and I want to suggest maybe there's space in your world for an opportunity to share with someone, to join one of the teams at church. Maybe part of it is, you know, a first step connect is joining a connect group, getting involved in church and finding out how you could, you know, be a help in some way to someone. But our life, we are gifted for others. 
and um, there's so much joy that comes from that. So I want to pray with you. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, please consider joining us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at desertlifechurch.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Have a great week.